Educational Podcasting Today, episode number 11. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Educational Podcasting Today, episode number 11. My name is Jeff Bradbury, and you are listening to the podcast that is available to help you learn how to create your podcast and WordPress website. We have a lot in store today. We've had a busy last couple weeks getting ready for the ISTE conference, and we're going to tell you all about it on today's show. There's a couple of great announcements going on. Number one, I am thrilled to share with you that our second TeacherCast app has launched, and it has launched across all platforms. The Educational Podcasting Today app is now available on Windows, on Android, and on your iPhone and iPad. Um, it is currently the best app, in my opinion, of course, to teach you not only how to podcast, but to create an amazing WordPress website as well. There's several great features that we've been able to pack into this website. For instance, we have Podcasting 101, where we're having all of our blog posts, our screencasts, and all of our great information teaching you how to create an awesome educational podcast. Same thing over on our WordPress 101 site. People keep asking, what's your plugin recommendations? What's your theme recommendations? How do I do this on my blog? I want to be a great blogging educator, and we have been able to put that together. One of my other favorite features that we have is our Listen Live section. Uh, for the last couple of years, people have been saying, hey, the TeacherCast app is great, but I can't really listen to you guys do your live shows, and we have been able to pack that into there. So there is a lot of great stuff. I believe right now the app is still $0.99. Cents. We ran a great promo for ISTE, $0.99. Cents. But uh, check that out and pick that up soon because it is going to be going up to $1.99. It might be a little bit high for some people, but what I'm telling you guys is please take a moment and pick it up. Every podcast downloaded is a diaper on an edu triplet. So I really, really appreciate any help and support for that. It is going well. Um, and your feedback is welcome. You know, Find us over at feedback at teachercast.net. Tell us what you like. Tell me what you don't like. We are able to change that app as we go. We, of course, also want to acknowledge the great work that was done through that app and our friends at the Not at ISTE hashtag. Um, last week, if you weren't uh, aware of it, was the awesome ISTE conference in Philadelphia, my hometown. We had over 30 hours of live broadcasting that we did from the Bloggers Cafe, from the Google booth, from some of the panel rooms, and it was absolutely awesome. Some of the highlights were just meeting everybody. We had a chance to to broadcast live from the Bloggers Cafe. We had talked to Adam Bellows, Steve Dembo. We talked to ISTE board chair. I think I have that right, Matt Harris. And let's see. We did a panel discussion featuring four amazing ed tech superstars from EasyBib, PledgeSense, Storyboard That, and Selly. We had Lego Education come on. We had a great time meeting that. And, of course, the upside to that is we met a lot of friends. And the downside to that is we are now swimming in video to be editing. I've got over 40 videos that we've been posting out. You can, of course, find all that stuff over on teachercast.net slash ISTE. That's teachercast.net slash I-S-T-E. Check out those videos. Um, one particular of note uh, well, two particular of note. We did our 97th episode of the Tech Educator Podcast. We were actually able to get Chris, Sam, Jeff, Josh, David, and Waka and myself all at the same table, all podcasting. And our guest for that episode was none other than the wonderful Miss Peggy George. We had a great time. You can check that out over at teachercast.net slash TEP97. My favorite, favorite, favorite episode 
was one of the first ones that we did with our good friend Angela Myers. Basically, I invited Angela on to talk about You Matter, to talk about Genius Hour. And what ended up happening was I just basically moved the camera off me, got out of the picture, and I let Angela talk to Waka, the puppet, for about 15 minutes. And it was an amazing episode. We actually put that out in two parts. We put it out as the full episode, and then we also put it out as half of the episode of just Angela and Waka. It was absolutely magical. I want to say thank you so much to everybody who showed up. At uh, TeacherCast Live from ISTE, um, I am, like I said, swamped right now, putting out uh, articles. In fact, today, uh, Tuesday, July 7th, I put out, I think, six or seven blog posts, and I also prepared like six or seven more. So we are working all the way through all that stuff. And ISTE, if you haven't checked it out, is just simply amazing. Uh, Next year, it's going to be held in Denver. So I'm looking forward to getting out to Colorado for the first time and meeting everybody there. So check out all the great coverage from ISTE. There are, of course, several blogs going out all about ISTE and the great stuff happening at ISTE 2015. And if you were there checking me out, um, thank you very much. A lot of people came up and said some pretty nice things about the podcast and about the work that we're doing here on TeacherCast. So I want to say thank you very, very much for that. Of course, we have some great podcasting and WordPress news today. Uh, Podcasting news. I don't know if you heard it, but there is a great podcast from Mark Marin called WT. I don't really know what that stands for, but it's Mark Marin's WTF podcast. And basically, it's showing that he hit a brand new download record. I don't know if you noticed, but if you go to iTunes recently, there is the, the first picture on the podcasting uh, section is Mark Marin talking to President Obama. And the, the interview, which I've only gotten through about half or so, is really awesome and really, really amazing. Certainly check that out. Um, but Mark had an amazing week tons and tons of downloads and if you haven't checked out mark's show you really really do need to it's worth the listen to um you know that show with president obama was downloaded over nine hundred thousand times in the first 36 hours it was pretty pretty awesome um I'm going to we we definitely have links to all of that stuff in our show notes over here. A couple other things in our podcasting news. We have a link over here to socialmediatoday.com who put together a pretty cool infographic about podcasting and what you can do if you're starting to podcast. And many people use this show here educational podcasting today to to help them learn a little bit about podcasting and classroom podcasting but they have a pretty cool infographic here about why podcasts are important how podcasting can work and uh, if you're looking for things to show your principal or to show other people about why podcasting is important it's pretty cool did you know for instance itunes now has over 250,000 podcasts and that's a really really cool number and um You know, the biggest reason why this is a really cool number and a really cool infographic is because right now, um, the third thing on our podcasting news list is that iTunes is now officially 10 years old on the iTunes store. It was 10 years ago on June 28th, 2005, that uh, Apple got up and made the announcement that podcasting was coming to the iTunes store. And of course, once that happened, you know, look out. Everything just happened. It was pretty, pretty cool. So a couple things happening there in the podcasting news. We have all of our links over in show notes. Other things that we want to talk about in the world of WordPress. You know, people ask me all the time, what should they call their websites? What should they call their their shows? 
And there is an interesting thing happening right now about trademark and trademark infringement. Apparently, the WordPress Foundation is suing the creators of WordPressHelpers.com for up to $100,000. Apparently, and I, and I shouldn't say apparently because this is true, but it's okay to use the letters WP. So you could be WP website or WP helper or WP edu if you want. But... It specifically says in their charter, you are not allowed to use the word WordPress in your top-level domain. So we could never do educationalwordpresshelpers.com. That would not be good. But I have an interesting article here over the WordPress Foundation is suing the WordPressHelpers.com for trademark infringement. Um, I don't know. Uh, there's been a couple interesting articles about this one. I, I like to subscribe to Chris Lemma's blog. He put out something a while ago about why this is great and and why, you know, WordPress needs to protect their their entity and their title. And certainly worth checking out here. Of course, we have links over on all of this stuff. And the other thing that I really wanted to bring up here for you, the educational podcaster and WordPress beginner, is that. One of my favorite sites that I go to for a lot of information is WordPress.tv. And, you know, we know what ed camps are, but did you know that there are word camps that are happening all across the country? I was very, very fortunate enough last year to hit uh, WordPress, sorry, WordCamp Philly. And quite often, a lot of these sessions are videotaped and they're put on one website, which is WordPress.tv. And I got to be honest... Many of these presentations are awesome and they're fantastic, but a lot of them are just a little bit above my head because these are coders talking to coders. But what WordPress is trying to do is to bring the community together and to showcase some of the great stuff that's happening on a more beginner level. And WordPress.tv is soon going to be branching out to include beginner tutorials and this is really really neat part of what the website is going to do is going to be to create a how-to category that's going to be helping you learn how to do this stuff and learn how to do this stuff the right way and you know if you're going to go and get a wordpress course it is quite expensive and sometimes the stuff on youtube isn't always good so to have something like this coming to wordpress.tv is absolutely fantastic. You should definitely check it out. Um, I, I know, like I said, I, I subscribe to the WordPress.tv slash R, or RSS feed, and they have some pretty cool stuff. They just did WordCamp Europe, and uh, like I was saying, the videos that are coming out from that are quite awesome. Um, and most often at times, they actually have the links to all their slide shares, which is very, very helpful. I actually find looking at their slide shares sometimes is a lot cleaner of a presentation than watching them do a, a, a show. Um, you know, we're talking to educators here and it's uh, it's a great resource for what you're doing. A couple things in our upcoming conferences. We talked about ISTE that just happened. Um, another conference that is coming up and I've been seeing it on the hashtags is the Q Rockstar Conference. And uh, recently, if you're checking the hashtags for Q Rockstar, they just had Q Rockstar Detroit. And we are looking forward to participating at Q Rockstar up in Boston. That's going to be happening on August 4th through 6th, 2015. Um, if you're in the New England area, or even if you're not, it is a great conference. Um, what is a Q Rockstar Comp? Well, you know, we know what an unconference is. It's more conversation based, and we know what these lecture style conferences are. It's where you're sitting down. Q Rockstar camps are absolutely different than that. These are three day camps, very well affordable. It's only like 70 bucks, 80 bucks a day. But essentially, you have a two hour block to meet with 
awesome instructors. And the rule that we're given as faculty is we're only allowed to talk for no more than 10 to 15 minutes. And the other part, we're supposed to be facilitating learning. So imagine going into a session like mine. We're going to be doing a whole session on broadcasting, on podcasting, on what it takes to put a show like this together. But the catch is I'm not allowed to talk for more than 10 minutes. It's all going to be hands-on. We're going to do some pretty cool stuff. Another session that I have is how to be a Final Cut Pro wizard. So if you're an Apple guy or Apple gal and you're looking at learning the art of video editing, it is certainly a chance to come and talk to me and figure out how exactly to do all this stuff quickly. And then my last session is going to be how to become a Google certified teacher. How do you become an Apple distinguished educator or a Microsoft innovator or a PBS digital innovator? All these programs are amazing. They're great opportunities for you, but they all have one thing in common, and that's you got to make at least a one-minute, if not two-minute video. So we're going to talk about how to create a video. We're going to talk about how to edit a video. We're going to talk about how to promote a video. We're going to talk about how to post a video. All these great things are going to be happening over at Q Rockstar Boston. I have all the links up on our show notes here for Educational Podcasting 11. And we certainly hope that we see you in Massachusetts, in Bedford, on August 4th through August 6th. We have some great people there. A couple listener questions now. Listener question is, what is the best way of attending a conference as a podcaster? And, you know, really that's what this episode here is all about. How do you go to a conference as a podcaster? What do you do? What types of equipment do you do? And, you know, this was my fourth ISTE. Every time that we've done ISTE, it's been a little bit bigger, a little bit better. And I've brought a lot more equipment with me. But I'll tell you, I've seen a lot of podcasters running around with simple, simple setups. The same way that I got started four years ago, your iPhone is sometimes the best friend for you as a podcaster. I recommend getting a simple microphone, maybe something like an iRig mic that plugs directly into your headphone jack. Or if you want to go something USB, you can even go with what I'm using here, an AT Audio-Technica 2005 USB mic. You can plug that right into your iPad. And I recommend an app like Boss Jock. Uh, Boss Jock is great. Uh, it's $9.99. Uh, if you hold out for a few weeks, I know that Dave and the team at Boss Jock are coming out with an educator's version. Um, don't know all the features yet. Don't know the price point on that. But for $9.99, Boss Jock is a universal iPhone, iPad app. And essentially, it is a sound booth on your phone. It's pretty cool. Um, I use Boss Jock a lot when I am on the road, and all I have with me is my microphone. Um, and I saw other people this year using Boss Jock to record their interviews, to, to put podcasts together. It is simply an amazing little app. And if anybody's going to do podcasting on the road, at an ed camp, at a conference, at a teach meet, you know, Boss Jock, an iRig mic, that's really all that it is. Um, you know, other tips that I have for including conferences, for in, no, for attending conferences, especially these mega conferences such as ISTE, I've had so many people tell me this, but spend your time networking. Spend your time meeting people. Spend your time saying, hey, you're doing some really, really cool things. Mind if we uh, do a session for this podcast that I'm coming up and put together these little shows of snippets of different educators. Get somebody on from different points of view. Come up with a single topic and ask people one question, one question only, and see what people can do. And come up with a, a show 
around a conference or a conference tile. Um, I certainly always suggest knowing what you want to record before you go to the conference. Have you know? It is okay to have an agenda. I want to come out of here with 10 people that I've interviewed, and I'm going to ask them what their favorite part of coming to a conference is, or I'm going to ask them what makes a conference special. And maybe that's the topic of my next podcast. So a couple things. Number one, find some good equipment. You know, can you do this without a microphone? Absolutely. But to have something like an iRig mic certainly helps and certainly will improve your audio quality. And it makes you look good. Let's be honest about that. And second of all, you know, know what you want to ask about. Know what you want to do going in. Maybe you find some people who are going to the conference and prep them ahead of time and say, hey, I see you're coming to the conference. Would you like to meet up? Can I ask you a few questions? That would be kind of cool. And, uh, you know, I've been doing this for the last four years. My first conference that I went to as a rogue podcaster, I should say, was the New Jersey Educators Conference in Atlantic City. And that was, oh, that would have to have been... November of 2011. And all I did was I just walked up to vendors and said, Hey, you guys seem pretty cool. Would you mind uh, being interviewed for a little bit? And sometimes they say yes. Sometimes they say no. Sometimes they look at you funny. And, you know, if that's how you're starting off, that is a great way to start off. And then, you know, call me again and we can figure out how to help you out from there. But that is a little bit about how to do conferences and conventions. All right, it is now time for our interview segment of today's podcast. Today's interviewee is Brent Warner. Brent is the ESL professor at the community college level, and he is a technology integration enthusiast. He is also the proprietor of edtech.tv and loves discussing the crossroads of education and technology. Brent is the host of edtech.tv podcast, and you can contact him anytime on his Twitter address, at edtechtv. My guest on today's show is an amazing resource on Twitter. He is the creator of EdTech.TV, an amazing podcaster as well. I want to bring on Mr. Brent Warner. Brent, welcome to the show today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing very good. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, so, yeah, my name is Brent Warner. Uh, I live in California, so I'm one of the uh, West Coast ed tech people and uh, really just super into integration of technology, but also I'm a type of person as a teacher um, who likes to recognize when we should and when we shouldn't integrate technology. And my field is English as a second language. I teach at the community college level. And, and is teaching at a community college different, you would say, than teaching in a K-12 level other than, you know, kids are older? Uh, in some ways, yeah. I mean, the, you know, I, I treat them as adults on a lot more levels than I might if I was in a K-12. But um, but in terms of what we're teaching, because it's English as a second language and it's college level, a lot of what we do might also match in, like, high school English class levels as well. I'm just trying to get people caught up and, you know, do literature stuff. And, uh, of course, the grammar is the grammar. But, um, you know, there's a little bit of a mix there. Now, do you find that when you're teaching kids that come from all different backgrounds, that there is an educational value in using podcasts in the classroom? Uh, yeah. So, well, a lot of the students don't totally know what's going on with podcasts. And so there's a kind of a gentle introduction to it. Um, 
But, you know, I sometimes I'll introduce uh, like very specific, uh, in my case, a lot of times it's grammar, like grammar focused podcasts or just kind of sharing out different ideas uh, like that. And once they start to get it, it, like with all people who learn about podcasts, then they realize, oh, all I have to do is click something and download it and I can be in on this thing. Like, that's pretty awesome. So what podcasts are you currently using in your classroom or have you? So I'm so right now because I'm teaching a different class. Uh, I am a little bit more focused on some of the story podcasts. Um, I'm interested in, uh, and I'm, I'm not using it like I'm not using it directly in class, but I'm using those recommendations in, in terms of listening skills. Uh, but some of the things such as uh, Reply All, Serial, um, some of those kind of NPR style storytelling podcasts are, are really useful to my students right now. And you also create podcasts for yourself. Tell us a little bit about your show. So I started the EdTech TV podcast recently. Um, it is uh, obviously about EdTech, but I, I kind of consider it Ed slash tech, where I don't have to limit myself only to uh, you know the education technology, but education and slash or technology. So um, so I'm exploring some ideas, best practices, um, just different thoughts, um, as well as making recommendations and trying to tie things in that would hopefully be useful to educators. Um, and I'm starting off the first batch. I'm, I kind of go in at, a, at full bore for the first batch and uh, putting together kind of um, like what I'm calling an ed tech uh, toolkit. So just going into the basics of understanding what some of the main technologies that people use are. Now, when you're creating a show, that is ed tech, but it's ed teaching as well. Let me ask you, when you applied for iTunes, what categories did you put yourself into? Uh, I put myself into um, education was my main one. Um, and then I did a sub of education technology. And then I did uh, just technology. And if somebody was looking to find you, uh, where would they go? Are you on iTunes? Are you on Stitcher? Where, where, where did you choose to host your show? So I'm on iTunes and I'm on Stitcher and of course just the RSS feed. So my my actual the podcast player that I listen to podcasts with is, is uh, Downcast. Mm. So I wanted to make sure that um, you know it's out there wherever people need to get it. Well, let's take a look at your website here. It is really really nice and clean. You did this with WordPress, didn't you? I did. And uh, what advice did you have? Or I mean, were you a WordPress person before you started this, or how did you how did you come up with this kind of concept? Yeah, so I've been blogging uh, on in different forms for a long time. Actually, when I was in college, uh, I had a job, um, and I did, before there were really blog platforms properly, uh, like right before kind of WordPress launched properly, or at least was a, a mainly available, I did like the tour journal for uh, Death Cab for Cutie. Um, and so they were like sending me emails and saying, here's, here's our journal. And then I was up posting it on this website. Uh, so of course, um, you know, then all the regular blog platforms started coming out and I got uh, excited about it and started following along and building. Um, I'm not a pro by any means, but I really do enjoy it. So let me ask you a couple of questions here as you go through things. If you're looking at, again, you know, for those who are listening to the audio, we're on edtech.tv. Over on the left side, you have your social bars and then you have the Stitcher player. Is that just done through embeds or how did you, is that a, is that a plugin that you're using? Uh, yeah, no, it's a, just a, it's just an embed in a widget. Um, Stitcher has that available. Uh, just real simple, you know, choose the side that you want and plug it right into a widget. And I just did it into a, into a uh, text widget. 
And then underneath of here, you have some subscribe buttons, and then you have your get uh, get this EdTech TV top five digital resources. Is this a plugin that you're using, or is this a downloader, or what do you got here? That is a plugin. Um, I am using. Uh, it's called Magic Action Box. Actually, my friend uh, created that plugin. It's a pretty popular uh, plugin for you know it collects emails and then you kind of send off something in return. Um, so in that case, I just have a, a simple PDF from getting started. Um, I need to update that pretty soon, but uh, but it is useful and I kept it kind of evergreen. So um, so yeah, it's uh, if people want to follow along and make sure that they're on the mailing list and know what's going on and when things are being updated, uh, they can use that. And that's uh, yeah, magic action box. And what are you using as a mailing list? Uh, I use Mailchimp because it is free at my level, <laughs> and uh, and it's you know for me just uh, I can't I can't afford a, all the expensive subscriptions of Aweber. I'm not you know this is for me. It's at the moment it's a hobby, and so I'm not uh, making any cash on it. I, I completely agree with you. I, I used to use Aweber. I love it. I would still recommend it. A little pricey. And mm-hmm. then I moved over to MailChimp and yeah, it was very, very in a very short amount of time I was I was paying for MailChimp. And so <laughs> Yeah, you have a much bigger following than I do, so I'd imagine that you're gonna be paying for it uh much more than I am. But uh for sure. Uh I'll have to see what happens when my audience grows well enough to that point and we'll kind of discuss it and maybe I'll I'll talk to you about it at that point too. The, I, I would I would love to because I've got a lot of things that we're trying to work on here with our newsletter. Now let me ask you about this graphic here. I I asked Matt Miller when he was on doing Ditch That Textbook about his graphics. How did you get this graphic to look so nice? Are you is that a system that creates like these little 3D booklets or did you create that yourself? Uh, I created it. Um, so since I was in college, I, I ran a blog um, about uh, independent music and kind of alternative culture. And so I was very much Photoshopping all the time when I was in college. Um, and even a little bit after college, you know, I've kind of kept it up lightly. I'm, but again, same type of thing. I'm a, I'm a bit more of a, a of a spread it spread it thin on a lot of levels and get really deep on on certain specific ones but uh but i i can do some basic photoshopping skills now i i definitely did notice all the photoshopping on here your your featured graphics look great and i would certainly recommend anybody checking out here i mean you've got a very very nice clean website clearly anybody can come over here and subscribe to it tell us a little bit about your podcasting philosophy what do you want people to understand when they listen to your show. What is your show all about? Yeah, so um, for me, uh, I'm still sorting things out, you know, and I I went into it with the expectation that it'll be a learning process for me. And I I really appreciate that, of course, as a teacher. And I I think that we have to, we have to learn by doing. And so I I don't have everything sorted out. I don't have all the answers. Uh, On the other hand, I I do want to give permission to teachers. I know people have kind of reservations about getting started with things. And so a lot of kind of what I'm going to be talking about um, on some levels will be just kind of saying, hey, try this thing out. It's okay. Um, You don't necessarily need to have someone that's done it before in order to do it um, or, you know, just letting people have the freedom to explore what they want to do as educators. To me, that's really important um, that they're not locked into other people's ways of doing things necessarily if it doesn't work for them. And so, um, so yeah, kind of uh, giving permission is, is kind of what I'm, uh, I'm focusing on, at least that's in my brain right now. You know, Brett, you're doing such a great job. I see you a lot on social media. What advice do you have for anybody that's out there either wanting to create a podcast for their classroom or 
jump into their own little studio setup? Uh, I guess the advice is don't do what I did. <laughs> Wait forever. Um, I've been a big podcast fan. I mean, pretty much since podcasts were subscribable on iTunes. Um, uh, you know, I, I made all sorts of excuses and I started, you know, buying equipment and I'm like, okay, well, if I have this thing, then I can get it right. Or if I have that thing, I can do it. Um, and now that I've actually started, I'm like, well, it's nice to have all those things, but you don't necessarily need it all just to get started. Um, uh, you know, I was chatting with you about the idea of even just recording directly into your phone for a podcast, which is equally as feasible. And, you know, if you're just getting started, why not? Well, what kind of equipment do you have, or what was your first piece of equipment that you purchased for your podcast? Uh, so the first thing I bought was uh, the mic, and it's the uh, AT2005. Um, and uh, that's because I, I was using it for the – I wasn't doing the podcast, but I was doing uh, the recordings for – for edtech.tv where I do the, you know, the video walkthroughs. Um, and so I wanted a high quality mic that I could plug into the computer and do that. And then um, when I really said, Hey, I'm actually going to get into this podcasting thing. I picked up a Behringer mixer and a Roland RO5 recorder. Um, and I just uh, kind of plug them in and run them all straight through together. Now we were also talking about this. I want to bring this up on the show. You record into your Roland. I do. Why do you do that instead of recording into your TV or into your computer? Uh, I, I get crashes on my computer sometimes. Um, that never happens and, here. <laughs> no, of course. I, I can't imagine that would ever happen to you. But um, uh, <laughs> Kidding. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, I was listening so, at home. <laughs> yeah, we can, uh, can let people know what happened there. Um, so... Yeah, so just one, it's the ability to just have it separate, and so in case anything does go wrong, I mean, with the recorder, it's just a it's just a hard drive right there built in, so there's nothing kind of, there's no software to mess everything up, and then I can transfer it over pretty quickly. It's not too, has too much of a hassle for me. Um, and then the other thing is that I wanted something, like if I want to interview someone, for example, at a conference or whatever, um, it's got a pretty good, it, just sticking it in someone's face, the quality of the recording is great. And so um, so that was important to me as well. Now, I, I have to say to people who are listening that the reason why we're laughing is because this is actually the second time that we've had that we've done this because the first time our systems crashed. And uh, so that, that was why we were having some fun with that. Um, Brent, you know, I want to ask you a favor here. We've never done something on this on this podcast before, but I used to do a show called The Jersey Educator, and I had these five questions that I called The Jersey Five. And now that I'm not doing that show and I'm doing this podcasting show, I've, I've adapted it a little. I was wondering, would you be able to be a guinea pig on the podcasting version of The Jersey Five? Ooh, I'd be honored and... Uh... I want to. I want my name at the top of that list when uh, <laughs> when everybody sees it in the future. Now I'm not sure what the name of this is going to be. So if you're out there listening and you have a good catchy name, um, I, I'd love to have something like that because we're we're trying to figure out. I don't want to call it the podcast five or the podcasting five, but we'll come up with something here. But uh, now again, you've already gone through these questions, but you have to top yourself from last time that we talked, which was you know yesterday. Okay, <laughs> I'll do my best. What? <laughs> Question number one, what is your favorite Twitter or hashtag to follow? Um, 
Okay, so I'm going to give you two now because yesterday I gave you one. I gave you California EdChat. That's hashtag CA EdChat, and uh, it's really great. But since you're on the East Coast and uh, you're not invited to the party. (laughs) That happens before my bedtime. Yeah. Um, Then I'm also going to say because it really hasn't – and we've been hearing a little bit about it lately, quite a bit actually, the the, uh, podcast PD, hashtag podcast PD. um, And it really did push me into going, you know what, I can get this done. I can do it. So um, I think anyone listening to this is obviously interested in podcasting. So I've been into uh, hashtag podcast PD as well. What is your favorite educational tool or podcast to listen to? Ooh, um, so my favorite educational tool is going to be uh, a little bit controversial, but uh, Kahoot for right now. Um, I've I've heard some complaints, you know, that it's just a multiple choice thing and it's just a game. Um, but I also do feel that it really drives student engagement, which is super important. And as long as you're setting up your lessons to use that kind of as a starting point or as a way to get people interested and hooked into your lesson, I think it's great. And, uh, you know, Kahoot is fun, engaging and interesting for people. Number three, what is the best advice you've ever been given as a podcaster? Uh, so... Be yourself. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of concern about like, oh, you know, are people going to like me or what? Or, uh, you know, am I going to be able to to come across properly? And I think, you know, it, it really is true. Like, I want to hear when I listen to podcasts, I get in, involved with people as their personality. And everybody's a little bit different. Everybody has their kind of quirks. But uh, we're in a, moving into a world where we don't want to see kind of the, the perfect, uh, you know, Hollywood setup thing like that. It, it's people creating content for other people. And especially for us as teachers, we're like, you know, we all know that we're uh, fallible as teachers, except for you, of course. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, you know, I I, I like the idea, just be yourself and uh, people will be drawn to it. Question number four, what do you hope your listeners take away from your show? Yeah, so um, I want people to feel empowered uh, when they listen to the show to do, um, you know, something new for themselves or, you know, maybe retry something that didn't work for them before. It's really just about them, uh, you know, having the freedom as educators to uh, explore different ideas. And, you know, I, and again, it's, uh, as I mentioned before, you can agree or you can disagree with other people. Um, and you don't have to feel one way or another about those choices. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, well, I have to agree with this person because he's got 10,000 followers or, you know, whatever it is. Um, I think that it's really about finding yourself as a teacher and using that uh, understanding of yourself in, in the classroom. And number five, and you gave me a good one yesterday. What is your best teachable moment that you've ever had? I'm going to repeat that one because I actually, I really do think that that's important. Um, I'm a big believer in mindset. Uh, and so, you know, sometimes I'll, we'll have our, te- our students come into class and they'll be like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm in a bad mood or, you know, whatever. And, um, and I, I tell people, you know, well, okay, I understand that, but, you know, isn't it nice that that's a choice to be happy or it's a choice to be sad? And, and every once in a while we'll get a student who, you know, kind of gets it when I say what they mean. They're like, they kind of walk away a little stumped at first, but, um, you know, it's like when people understand that they have the choice to 
to be happy or to be sad or, or whatever, whatever their mindset is. Um, it's an internal thing and it makes a shift for them. And so I've seen it, you know, quite a few times with my students where I talk about that and I'll say, well, you know, um, you can choose to be happy or you can choose to be unhappy. And what choice are you going to make today? And they kind of, <laughs> I, I just love that little moment when they, when they go, Oh, I, I get it. And it, it's kind of, it's kind of a hard thing to get at first, but when they do, then it's, it's, it's very fulfilling for me. And, um, plus it makes the class a lot better too. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I love, uh, you know, a little bit of mindset work with them. Brent Warner from EdTech TV. Tell us where we can get a hold of you. And again, how do we subscribe to your podcast? Uh, so I am at EdTech TV on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, pretty much everywhere, EdTech TV. Uh, the website is edtech.tv, not .com. Uh, and you can subscribe on iTunes if you're an iTunes listener, on Stitcher if you're uh, a Stitcher listener. <laughs> and um, you can also just uh, go and find the uh, RSS feed for the podcast if you like any other podcast li- players uh, for yourself as well. Excellent. Brent, thank you so much. We'll be right back with educational podcasting today. Well, my friends, that wraps up this episode of Educational Podcasting today. I want to say one more time, thank you guys so much for supporting the show. We're 11 episodes in, and we are looking for you. We are looking for your voice. Are you an educational podcaster? Do you like to use WordPress? We are interested in talking to you. There's, of course, several ways that you can reach out to us here. You can find us on Twitter at TeacherCast or at Podcasting Today. And if you'd like to be featured on our show, you can certainly reach out. Leave us a voicemail over at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail or email us at feedback at TeacherCast.net. If you like this show and the others in this series, of course, you can reach over at TeacherCast.net slash iTunes. And all of our shows here, the the interview part, are going to be found over at TeacherCast.net slash iTunes and teachercast.net slash YouTube. So check us out. Please subscribe to us and check out the educational podcasting today app on your favorite platform until next time. Keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. National Podcast Day is September 30th, but what is National Podcast Day? It's pretty simple and you can help spread the word. National Podcast Day is dedicated to promoting podcasting worldwide through public engagement. You may be asking, what can I do to get involved with National Podcast Day? It's easy. Head over to nationalpodcastday.com and check the suggestions. But ultimately, these options are endless. Remember, September 30th, nationalpodcastday.com. And let's start the conversation.